This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So... We are 48 matches in. The group stage is over. 16 games to go to crown the 2022 World Cup winners. Now, you may remember at the very beginning of this World Cup that me, Jamie and Lee sat down and we predicted each group, the winner and the runner-up. So we're going to go back there now today. We're going to give our thoughts on the group stages so far and then we're going to tell you who we think will be progressing from each of the last 16 ties, quarters, semi, and then who will be our champion. And let's see how much we've got right so far and how wrong we can get it going forward. <laughs> Jamie, how are you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm all right, Tom, mate. I'm dreading because I'm trying to think back of what we've said and who we predicted because I feel like Samueletto may have been closer. Yeah, we did. Um, we, well, yeah, we'll we'll take it. As we it gave him a lot of stick, and and, and I think a, a public apology may be in order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and Lee, I mean, you were you were the one who brought Samueletto to our attention, not not as a player, but as a as a um, predictor. <laughs> exactly, and uh, credit to me for it, I guess. You know, I've brought somebody to the table that's at least matches by the looks of things. And he, he may go on to have a better World Cup than us completely. So, yeah, 100% can't fault me. Um, yes, I mean, if, <laughs> if possible, is there any chance you could try and get him on the pod for the for the next one? I could try. I'm just trying to find out if he's back in for the weekend when the season kicks back in. <laughs> does he do domestic football as well? That's good. I'd like to think so. Seems to know if he does the Algerian Premier League. I don't know how much money I'll get on there at about 365. <laughs> Um, right, so what we're going to do, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to tell us about what we think. We're going to discuss each team for 30 seconds, basically, on what we've seen of them so far and you know, whether we're disappointed, whether we're happy, um, whether they've exceeded expectations, whether they've done about what you, what you would expect. Um, so let's kick off Group A with the hosts, Qatar. What do we think about them? They're worse at football than I thought they were. Yeah. I mean, Lee, anything to add to that? 
I, I think we can, if I'm totally honest, the only chance I gave Qatar was if they got the benefit of some unusual refereeing decisions. And it looked like that was going to be the case early in the first game. But yeah, the rest of it panned out as we expected. The poor side, they're, they're new to this and it's to be expected. Yeah, three seconds left and I'd say even the officials couldn't help them. Uh, moving on to Ecuador. Yeah, Ecuador, solid team, draw a lot of games usually, but no, they've, they've done all right. Yeah, and Valencia sort of been the standout performer for them. I thought when he was uh, not 100% fit, it sort of cast the end, didn't it, Lee? Yeah, I think that's a fair enough thing to say. They were, as Jamie said, they were tough, as expected. Um, thought that they might squeak through, but it, it was tight. There's, there's another good side in that group. Yeah, the other side being Senegal. Uh, no Mane, but Idrissa Gay seems to have stepped up. He's all action. Yeah, Idrissa Gay, as I said on the, the last pod, I, I rate him as a player, <clears throat> so he's going to be a big miss in the knockout round because he's suspended. But yeah, Senegal, have, they squeak through. And the, yeah. the, the top side in Africa, bear in mind, they're, they're always going to bring something to the table. They don't they do not do that with just one player, do they, to, to win the competition and, and get the rating that they've got. So, respect is due to them. Yeah. Um, Netherlands, I think um, Gakpo seems to be the sort of breakout star so far of the World Cup. Yeah, um, Gakpo was someone who I believe it was pointed out to me before um, that Man United had the chance to sign and he went for Anthony instead. Um, Ouch. But yeah, uh, Holland are there. They're not great. A little bit of a dark horse for me at the start, Holland, were thought that they might just play for Van Gaal in this tournament. From what I've seen of them so far, they don't look particularly scary, but as Jamie says, they've got through comfortably enough and we'll see what, what they do against the USA. Yeah, I think they've got a very tough game coming up, potentially in the quarterfinals, um, but I think they're probably on the right side of the draw other than that game. Um, so... We predicted that Netherlands would finish in first, Senegal would finish second, and that's exactly how it ended up. Nice. And what did Samuel Eto say would happen? Samuel Eto said that Senegal would do nine points out of nine with no goals conceded. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> Netherlands second, I take it, or Qatar? Did you say Qatar? Yes, I believe he had Senegal winning the group in. in might have been Qatar actually. I think he had uh, Qatar going through, you know. Yeah, just so they didn't revoke his match tickets. Yeah, I think that, that was part of the deal <laughs> that, that that Qatar go through with his predictions. <laughs> uh, moving into Group B, so should we do England? Should we do England, can't we? Yeah, I mean, solid enough yeah. start. People were getting annoyed after the second game, but. Tournament football. I, I'm glad that that game happened. It's given him a bit of steel. Yeah, if I was watching England from the outside, I'd say they look pretty much like the England that got to the final of the Euros. Very, very similar. Yeah, and I think um, when you say that, people are getting annoyed with the, with the USA result. Uh, one thing to note is that not one side has won all three group games in this competition, which, which I think must be a first. Yeah, I, I can't recall it, like, 
being a thing before. Like it's never something I've I've ever had brought up to me. Teams that win them three group games don't tend to win the World Cup. I believe. Yeah, everybody's had a blip for various reasons. Um, okay, USA. I think they've overachieved from their own things. They they went into this World Cup saying that this is the learning experience. We'll see where they were, and they were more aiming for the next one. So anything they've done is a bonus. I quite fancied the USA to have a good pop at this group and and possibly nick second place. Just I, I didn't really like the look of the Welsh side too much. So um, I wouldn't say I'm I'm surprised that they've got through, but let's just see how far they can go now. Uh, talking of the Welsh, Wales, how about them? Dreadful. Yeah, very on. disappointing. Let's not rub it in. <laughs> yeah, big players didn't turn up. That's what yeah. did them, I think. Yeah. Uh, Iran. Surprise package for me. They they did a lot better than I anticipated. I mean, they got drubbed by England, but yeah, in the games after that, they were very unlucky not to go through. Yeah, they, they probably played as well in the second and third games as I expected them to play against us. Give them that you know cause us the same kind of problems, but we absolutely wiped the floor with them. They weren't. They didn't seem mentally ready for that match at all. Yeah, and in our prediction, we said that Iran had no, no chance at all of going through. Uh, whipping boys, and you have to after they lose to England, we'll have too much of a mountain to climb, and it'll be between Wales and America. So we nearly got an egg on our face, but uh, we said England will win the group, and England did. Uh, but we had Wales in second, and USA are the ones who finished second. So. Lee did make a Lee case did USA, say so. quite strongly that he thought USA would get through. Yeah, I remember. USA. USA. I clearly remember. Moving into Group C. Now, for me, I loved watching these. Saudi Arabia. I thought they've had a great World Cup. Yeah, they, they were like big surprise package. Played some beautiful football as well. Uh, you just have to put out of your mind the country itself and just admire the football because they played great. Fair comment. And uh, just that result, that, that will have made the competition for their fans. What what a result to get. Not just a, a win, but a win against a side that nobody else has been able to beat for 30-odd matches. It, it must have given them so much excitement and hope for the remainder of the tournament after doing that. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it, that like, they, they didn't manage to get through having had that result. Because um, they were playing some, like, say, some nice football, getting... You know, playing nothing like we've seen a Saudi Arabia team play before. No, it it was wild, and I mean, we we obviously had the added value of the keeper getting wiped out. Oh yes, I remember. <laughs> now this was a weird one. In our preview, Lee said Poland will just sneak through on yellow cards. How right that very nearly was. It's like like every bet I don't have. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, same, yeah. Uh, But no, Poland, like we said, they they rely too much on Lewandowski, but the Matty Cash factor, we we touched on that as well. Um, And I think think he played a big part in Poland going through. I'm going to agree with the the whole Matty Cash factor uh, sentiment. That, That was what originally changed my mind in the first podcast, so... It actually was. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico. 
we 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 called it too old, not not good enough. Um, decided to score the goals far too late in the tournament. Yeah, they they deserve to go out. As exciting as that night. Yeah, was. I think um, that of all the things we predicted, that is the most impressive one. We got bang on right, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It couldn't have gone any better for us. <laughs> um, Argentina. Uh, well, I think I, I thought they might stumble a bit because they've only got Messi, really, as like a genuine now world-class player. Um, and yeah, obviously the shock result against Saudi Arabia, they had a mountain to climb. They climbed it. Fair play to him. Uh, I'm just not really scared of Argentina. They're going to be positive now, moving into the next game. And, and maybe Messi hasn't had that game yet either, or that performance, that big match, that you know he's got in him too. Um, so if... if if that happens and takes them through another game or two, then then they are close. And once you can, once you get that close, you can smell it. You know, you're in the semi final. Any of those four teams can win it then. So I wouldn't write them off completely. But I I, I think just echoing what Jamie said um, on a previous podcast, I do I don't think they've quite got the quality of players that they'd like to have surrounding Lionel Messi. Okay. Well, <clears throat> we said that Argentina would win the group, and Poland would come second, and that is exactly. How it ended up. Another one spot on. You in in fact, we you have all three groups spot on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Group D, Denmark. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened to this team. I I I remember saying that these were my dark horses for the whole thing. I think the problem with Denmark is is that it's just not a secret that they're a good side anymore, and people are treating them like a mm. a, a higher level team. They're approaching them like that, and paying them perhaps just giving them a little bit more respect than they gave them before, and and they're feeling it in the games. That's the only thing I could really put it down to. Okay, uh, France. Typical France. They'll do well in the group. They always do well in a group. Uh, I think you'll see maybe a different side to them in knockout football, um, same as they did in the Euros, where you thought you were going to steamroll someone and went out to Switzerland. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how France get on in the last 16. No surprises. Australia. Yeah. Australia. They have been a bit of a surprise package, haven't they? I don't think anybody gave them any kind of chance, but... Um... No, we we all quite confidently said they they would all be back home by now. <laughs> yeah. I think we said they'd all be back home after game two. Yeah. Uh, but no, they've they've been impressive. Fair play to him. Yeah, I mean, even uh, obviously Harry Suter's price value is going up, and obviously they've got Argentina next. I was waiting. I was waiting. I thought as soon as Australia come up, we're going to get if, Harry Suter. If, if he manages to keep Lionel Messi quiet tomorrow, I think his value may just go up even more. <laughs> <laughs> Stoke have been like Stoke have been like suffering. Oh no, no, all these bids are going to come. No, he's going to leave. And then if, if he has a good game tomorrow, it'll be. Okay, I think we might have to sell him. And uh, yes, we're quite looking forward to the money coming. <laughs> we're now talking figures that make it quite interesting. <laughs> no worth more than the club. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who is the fourth team in Group D? I can't even remember. Let me have a 
Tunisia. Tunisia, of course. Well, that says it all, doesn't it? Got <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're not they're not a, they're not a terrible side, but they just got they just got beat in the games that they probably you'd expect them to to challenge in at least. Like obviously, they've beaten they beat France, didn't they? But then the other two games are the games where you'd be looking and thinking, right, go out and do something, and they didn't. So then beating France in the last game does nothing for you. Yeah, and you know, if it was England, we would point out that it's you know it's France reserves as well. It's not really a, a fully committed, yeah. full strength French side. Yeah, there's about was it twelve, fourteen, or fourteen players in the squad were born in France. Yeah, they have that guy up front as well. I've never heard of in my life. Well, I have heard of Wahab Kazri, and the... <laughs> he was yeah. terrible at Sunderland. I can't. I was going to say he played for Sunderland, didn't he? It was awful. The Eric Chupamoting of Tunisia. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had France winning the group. Big tick by that. And we had Denmark finishing second. That's a no-no. Australia took that spot. Uh, so, looking into Group E. Germany. How about them? Um, yeah. It's massively underwhelming um, from Germany. But we did... I think we pointed out that they, they may struggle. I had him, I think, to finish top of the group at one point, And then I was sort of talked down a little bit. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. That's two World Cups in a row for Germany out in the group. They're just not they're the side that they were. <laughs> uh, sorry, what was that, No, I'm saying they're just not the side that they were. They were, they were once, once you know, absolutely guaranteed to be a formidable side in, in these competitions. And you can you can bank on them being bang average now. That that's that's how it's become. Missing a goal threat, maybe. Yeah, possibly so. There's just a lot missing from that side that wasn't there. They used to seem to have such a, a solid organisation and a, a German way of playing that you knew was they were going to find a way through any match. And they seem to find a way to throw any match away now. It's the other way around. They're, they're, they're clumsy. Mm. Yeah. You think they had like. Yeah, they don't. They, they had like Klinsmann, Podolski, Closer, Muller. Nobody there now, is there? I mean, they've still got Muller. Yeah, he's not. He's not the same player as he was at all, is he? No, no, no. Like they used to be, just like Miroslav Closer was a tournament footballer. Mm. He wasn't a league no. player. He didn't get thirty goals a season, but he turned up for Germany. Smash five past someone like Saudi Arabia in the group stage and win the golden boot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Japan. I mean, fair play to Japan because they, uh, they shocked everyone. They beat Germany, then lost the game after, and then beat Spain. What, what, else, what more can you do? Well, it's fantastic, isn't it? I, I can remember we talked about it and we said, oh, no. Poor Japan, these are the two teams that they won't want to be playing against Germany and Spain. Well, it's the two that they even let them have a goal head start and still beat both of them. So, what an <laughs> impressive performance it was from them. And you just showed that this is a team you cannot write them off. You really cannot write them against anybody because I don't think the gaps are that big in world football now. If they can beat either of those two sides in a meaningful game over 90 minutes, which they can, because Spain had to, you know. But they weren't guaranteed to go through either. That they could have been out at one point too. So they they beat these two top sides in 
really competitive games, you think, well, don't write them off against anybody. Do you think... I told you, it was Minamino. Well, yeah, you did mention him. Do you think Spain maybe were playing for second place, aiming for to sort of get away from that Brazil quarter-final they were on course for? I think that would have been a dangerous game to play because at, at one point in the night when Costa Rica took the lead and, and Spain were on the way home, I was actually thinking to myself, you know, if I were a German, not a player, but if I were a fan, I'd be thinking, like, go on then. If they can't show up against Japan for us, we, we, I hope we lose yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, it, it was, they were only there yeah, for that. three minutes, weren't they? It was only a possibility for yeah. three minutes, but what a three was minutes it was. <laughs> Highlight of the competition so far for me anyway, that three minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think... Um... Like Costa Rica, what about them? Well, I I I like Costa Rica because they're probably going to win me a bet. I think they'll be satisfied. I think the first game was embarrassing for them, um, but they soon up the, up the level and okay, they, they've ended up conceding a hell of a lot of goals, but they were entertaining enough. And like I say, they gave us that moment, didn't they, as well that we've just uh, talked about. So no, they weren't expected to do anything worthy. Really. Very very uh, difficult group. Yeah, they, just, they seemed like um, starstruck against Spain, didn't they? Hmm. Just stood yeah. there and what, let them pass it around them as if they're like, oh, aren't these good? Isn't this amazing? Look how skill are these players? <laughs> <laughs> um, group E, we had Germany winning it and Spain coming second. So we got Spain second, right? But it was Japan, wasn't it? Who won the group. Yeah. Um, so half right on that one. Now, Group F. We'll start with the fun one, Belgium. Yeah, too old, aren't they? <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> well, we did say that that Belgium, one of those sides that you know, the the, the, the time's going to come where they, where they realise they're not quite at that level anymore, and I think they've just gone going into it like a brick wall in this competition. I also called it on the last pod that Croatia would somehow get their way to a nil-nil. I mean, it was some nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Lukaku could have had five by himself, and he was only on the pitch forty-five minutes. <laughs> and then he went and destroyed the the dugout. <laughs> Not quite Cavani though, and destroying the VAR screen. Oh, I missed that. Have you, have no. you not seen it? He's absolutely raging at the end. Um, yellow cards are flying out everywhere. And as he's walking off the pitch, he just shoves the, the VAR screen over. As he's going Fantastic. The Does that mean there's no VAR for the remainder of the tournament now? <laughs> well, they can ban him. He's probably going to retire. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Croatia. Did what Croatia do, I suppose. They turn up. They're a... They're a team that knows how to get out of a group and yeah they weren't spectacular but they won games that they needed to win and yeah yeah they, they did nothing unusual for Croatia did they really no it's what you expect they just they just work yeah. hard they're, they're not a, they're not a flashy team or anything like that but you know what you're going to get from them when you're playing against them are they a threat in the rest of the tournament Trying to think who've they got. So do they play Japan, don't they? Mm. Yeah. 
I, I think if the if you gain the confidence going through these knockout rounds, then you yeah. just don't know, do you? I mean, you remember when they when they played the final and God, they played well in that match. They played really, really well in that match. They they show that they can knock it about yeah. and with some style as well. When it comes to a big game, they can yeah. play in, in quite a bold fashion. So you, you can't actually write them off, can you? Just because of that little bit of pedigree they seem to have. Yeah, it's it's one of them where they were unlucky on the day. Like you said, they yeah. played really well in it's that beautiful World football. Final, but they played they, France were just being France, and they just had game changes, like individual yeah. game changes, that won them that game. Playing against anyone else, if Croatia had played like that. They may have won that. Oh, one. yeah. I think watching that match, I, I remember thinking to myself, there's no shame in going out against these. These are a good side. They could have won yeah. that match in the final. Canada. Didn't get a single point, but still played very well and give a good account of themselves. I, I was impressed. Yeah, one or two thought that they might be something of a dark horse. But they, they didn't take the chances when they came along either, did they? I mean, they, like they missed a penalty. Um, was against Belgium, they missed a penalty. And with the you know the mentality there, who knows how that could have turned out for them then. Uh, but I, I think they're just happy that they've been there, showed up and put on a couple of half-decent performances. Yeah, I think for a first World Cup in, mm. is it 30 years, 28 years? Was it 1994, the last time? Um, I think they've done a solid showing, aren't they? You know, on performances, if not points, and uh, hopefully the experience will, you know, stand them in, put them in good stead going forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Morocco. Now, before you say anything, uh, in the our preview, I said my thoughts on Morocco were it's a nice place to go on holiday. We basically forgot to even mention them. It was like, have we talked about the four team in this group? Who is it? Uh, and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We, we mimicked Samuel Eto'o for saying that Morocco would win the group, with Jamie saying the goal of the man to even suggest it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we go and look at their squad, yeah. though? Didn't we have a look? And we were like, actually, they've got some names here. And we then ended up putting them in second place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. So we had a listen to Samuel Eto'o in the end, thing. I believe. I'm, I'm sure he had some kind of bearing on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I said the goal of the man. <laughs> and when, and when Lee said, uh, about, I think this is when we brought up Samuel Eto for the first time, and uh, Lee said like, you know, he thinks Morocco are going to win the group, and he said, I don't know why you've even said that. Oh, I don't know why you've managed to say that without laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but as it turns uh, out, well, they're a semi-decent football side. <laughs> yeah, they played very well. Didn't they? I mean, they didn't lose a game, conceded one goal. I mean, yeah, fair play. Yeah, I mean, of all the African sides, they're probably the one who do, do the one. I mean, there's them and Senegal who've gone through it. There's two. They definitely yeah. look more convincing and and uh, deserving of going through out the two of them. I'm glad we're playing Senegal. Yeah. Yeah, same. Morocco would be a handful, I think. Um, I'd, I'd rather be playing Senegal than Morocco at this moment from what I've seen. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they handle knockout hmm. football. Well, they might not handle it for too long. They've got Spain. Um, so, yeah, we had Belgium winning the group. 
and Morocco coming second. Morocco actually won the group, and <laughs> Croatia would join them as runners up. So Belgium were Lukaku driven out of the competition <laughs> with his uh, literally misses in that final game, final half. He just kept uh, he kept looking like it wasn't his fault. That was, I was just like. No, you're missing from yeah. guards, mate. You've, like, got a, you've got a tackle at the back post and you're deciding to chest the ball across goal to the goalkeeper who, who at the yeah. point of watching the ball go past him too has given up on it. Yeah. When he landed that big right after the match, I thought to himself, he should be in fighting Tyson Fury at the weekend, not Derek Chisora. He thought that's the first target he's hit all day. <laughs> <laughs> He was probably aiming for something else, don't worry. <laughs> um, group G, so, Brazil. Yeah, better without Neymar uh, was was my takeaway in the, the second game uh, and the end of the first one. Uh, not really going to judge him too much off tonight because uh, the whole team changed. Yeah, better without Neymar, but not better without the entire first 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll be happy enough so far that they've got through the group and look pretty convincing. And like you say, with the reserve side out tonight, there's there's always, um, I won't say excuse, but there's an explanation uh, for that result. So they won't, they won't be concerned about it. I, I do want to give a little mention to that goal from Richarlison in the first game. What a goal that was. I mean, the, the, the technique of, of how he's sort of um, gone over and, he, and, he's, and he's connected so sweetly with the ball. It's just his whole body movement. What a goal it was. It's been my favourite goal so far, I reckon. It's going to take some beating there, isn't it? Yeah, it was a nice one. Can't wait for a Harry Maguire winner in the Oh, well, I can say he's going to do something Brazilian, so it might be like a, a rainbow flick mm. and a volley from Harry Maguire in off the bar <laughs> in the final. In injury time. <laughs> <laughs> against yeah. Brazil yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah yeah uh, Switzerland I mean we talked them up a little bit but like they're still relying on people like Shakiri, um who scored tonight uh, but yeah they did the job um, Granit Xhaka seems to have carried his form from Arsenal into this team as well so. they're a very competent side aren't they and they are capable of getting the odd result against the big, uh, like they did against France, uh, for example. So you'd fancy them in the knockout stages to be a problem for whoever they've got to play. Serbia? Underwhelming. Yeah. Very underwhelming. They went in there with the players that, like, they're not well-known players, but like Milinkovic Savic, Mitrovic, uh, Dusan Tadic, players of that ilk. And you, when you put them down on paper, and you put them next to Switzerland, do you think Serbia have got the better squad? Apparently not. I, I was yeah. disappointed by them, thought they'd be a lot more aggressive and they just have a lot they have a lot more general sort of togetherness and, and I don't know, enthusiasm for it, but no, they sit they seem flat when I watch them play. Yeah, I mean, it's like the ads they scored five goals, didn't they? Hmm. And obviously they didn't score against Brazil. So the other two games, you know, there was a three three draw and a three two defeat. So, yeah. I think sort of Mitrovic, Vlajevic, Tadic sort of did a bit of their job. I think the, the fact is they couldn't defend, and like I say, they weren't, they weren't sort of 
in your face enough as you'd expect from that's them. That's what I expected, you? yeah, really in, yeah. in the face, you know, just like Mitrovic is. I'm not saying that they've got 11 Mitrovic's out there, but I kind of fancy them be a bit like that and, and to rattle a few cages. If, if there was 11 Mitrovic's out there, you could guarantee there'd only be eight on the yeah. at the end. <laughs> Probably because two of the Mitrovic's would fight with each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yes, rounding off this group, we have who are we forgetting? Cameroon, of course. Cameroon getting the first time an African team has ever beaten Brazil in a competition. Wow! And then and then gone out. Then gone out. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It just didn't make any sense to me. But yeah, um, that was the big one. Samuel Eto'o got wrong. So. Well, we got Brazil winning the group, Serbia coming second. So, obviously, we've got Brazil just about won the group in the end. Um, so, it was looking very sort of comfortable at one stage. And Switzerland, the ones who grabbed second, courtesy of that last game win against Serbia. Uh, so, we got the group winner right. Uh, and finally now, Group H, um, Portugal. Yeah, um, I think... <laughs> If I remember rightly, we had him going out. We wanted him um, to go out, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it was more a want than we thought they might. But yeah, it was more like, yeah, we want Portugal to go out, so that's how we're going to do it. Um, very boring team. I don't enjoy watching Portugal. Um, it's a very one-dimensional football. They are, but they've got some good players. When you look at you know individual footballers, you 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 fancy them that they've got one or two there that are match winners in their own right, the, the teams that they play at. And they are, we've got, a, you know, from an England perspective, I, I can't help but think that we've got a bit of bad history against them. You know, but if, if we get drawn against them, I think, well, it's, it's a bit almost like a bogey side for us. So I, I would have preferred that they went out for, for that reason alone. Um, they haven't been that much fun to watch, have they? But they, they are competent. They're, they always seem to be competent. They always seem to be pretty good defensively as well. So it, the, I don't see them making the final or getting close, but um, they've done okay so far. And that's the best. Ghana. Ghana. At least they were entertaining, I I suppose. Like, they weren't in boring games. I enjoyed watching Ghana. They have just made for entertaining games, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, they seem to be be going for it. Certainly a team who, like, if we if we lose we lose but at least we've given it a go. I mean they scored five, conceded seven, so that tells you they were in boring games, pretty similar to Serbia, where they lacked they lacked a little bit of something, uh, probably <laughs> defensively, but they were scoring goals pretty freely, so they were always involved in good games. I think they lacked a bit of nous, a bit of just in-game management, as I think, where Ghana struggled a bit. Yeah, well, the, the game against uh, Portugal that they lost 3-2, I mean, how can you be 3-1 down, score a goal, and celebrate like Ronaldo when he's still losing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that said it all about the mentality. I might just be how much he dislikes Ronaldo as well. You know, that might be a completely different thing. You just wanted to get, give it back to him. I think I, I do think they've been an entertaining side to watch. I mean, again, in, against Uruguay, they they probably could have scored a few more goals on if they, if they were a little bit more streetwise when it mattered. They went some great positions and a couple a couple of good shots away as well. To be fair, keep made a couple of good saves. So 
they might consider themselves unlucky to, to have not got through, even on, on if things had gone their way. If they put that penalty away for a start, I might have helped. South Korea? Um, I think we knew they had one good player um, in Sun, who, from what I can gather, dragged them through, set up the goal that took them through in the end. So, yeah, I haven't really got much to say about them. I wasn't entertained by them or anything like that. I think they've just, they've just scraped. I, I do think Kim's been good at the back for them. <laughs> we all want a back four of Kim's. A back yeah, four of Kim's. A back four of Kim's. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Kim well, has been it's good to see what they did so. um, because, uh, I mean, to see that the manager went absolutely berserk, didn't they? I mean, you, you almost got the feeling that they knew there was a very good chance that they were going home. And I, I, that's how I felt when I saw that at the end of the game and their reaction. And what, what a turn of events just to see them get through. Who knows what they can do now? And the 32nd and final side, Uruguay. Well, I, I never thought I'd say this, but I actually felt a little bit sorry for Luis Suarez at the end when I saw him crying on the on the bench and not able to get on the pitch and help. Um, but I, I think Uruguay, they've had their chances and, and, and not taken them, basically. Um, they, they will perhaps look back with some regret on, on the game last game we gone and thought they should have done a bit better than they did. Yeah, I, I, I there's just something about them. I, they're probably the most unlikable. How they sort of play the game and all the play acting and it's like the dark arts is taken to another level. It seems by by the team and to, and just for me, it's the most unlikable bunch. It seems to be ingrained into them though. It does, but they, they seem to be, I don't know, when you see the fans, you know, they all seem like a lovely sort of playful lot. And there seems to be a fantastic spirit within the team. But there are certain behaviours that they've got and it always does seem to be there. Um, you know, whether it's the, the rolling around kind of stuff, bit of play acting, but at the same time, they'll, they'll stick an elbow in the ribs kind of thing. And Luis Suarez was perhaps the embodiment of that with some of his naughty behaviour uh, when he was in the Premier League. But I, I do think that they're a pretty decent side. And from the point of view of a supporter of another team, I'd rather than be out of it. Um, did you did you see... You remember Stuart, uh, Stuart Taylor for Newcastle? Um, when he got hit, he handballed it and he pretended he hit him in the stomach and like, did a dead dramatic fall. <laughs> yeah, I do remember. Was it Stephen? Stephen Taylor was it? Was... Stephen Taylor, that's the one, yeah. yes. And um, he, he, there was a similar incident for you, Gry. The guy had his arm tucked into his tucked into his stomach. Like, he went side on for block this shot. And there was no, no way of it being on ball because his arm was literally like tucked right into him. Yeah. And it struck him on the arm. And he fell over and he's rolling around holding his stomach. And when he was doing it to the ref to try and make sure the ref didn't give anything for handball, but there was no way it could have been handball anyway. But I, I, saw, I don't think I'm I saw like, that moment, but what, I can picture it. Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? There's, there's, you're not going to, it's not as if someone's hit you and you're rolling around or a bad, badly timed challenge. There, there was a shot. <laughs> In some ways, I, I consider myself to be a little bit old school. And, and I think there's a line between what people like to call sportsmanship 
and and just uh, yeah, gamesmanship rather than sportsmanship, yeah. and just outright cheating. Um, and, and I think sometimes with with a lot of people, you know, there's different cultures here and different values, but a lot of people look at that kind of behaviour and think that falls into the category of cheating. That kind of stuff does when you're just trying to get players gain an advantage by getting players sent off or booked. Or all that kind of thing and deceiving the referee, literally making the referee's job of refereeing the game harder. It's a frustrating thing to watch. It's like you've got you've got every opportunity to beat this team. You've got a football and you've got the pitch and you've got the rules. And just beat them within them rules. That's what we'd like everyone to do. Not a perfect world. I know that, you know, emotions get involved in in the midst of games, but certain sides, certain players, they seem to set up that way as this this gamesmanship is a big part of what they do. Yeah, it's funny because South America, Brazil don't seem, obviously other than Neymar and his 20 million roles, don't seem to get involved in that kind of stuff, do they? I think you probably find they do it more when they're, when they're up against it a bit. And we, we might just see that. I think they've, they've pretty much cruised through the group. Um, mm-hmm. And when I say cruise through, the results on paper don't look amazing, but they, they have been pretty much impressive. In, in all of the games, even the game that, that they've lost, um, they, they've had a lot of shots. You know, with the with the reserve team, they've they've still got something about them, haven't they? Yeah, is I was just thinking like Brazil are sort of one end of the scale from South America, and then the other end would sort of be Argentina, where they're quite happy to get involved in that kind of stuff, aren't they? And be a bit more physical, a bit more aggressive in your face, kind of. And push the boundaries quite far, and then I just feel that Uruguay is sort of off the scale. <laughs> it is how it seems. I don't think it's always been that way. I mean, for example, Argentina. We did say in one of the podcasts, even Graham Sunas expressed his disappointment at the lack of physicality in Argentina's game against Saudi Arabia. So it's certainly not a case of like in the past where. Every single time you play Argentina in a knockout competition, they're going to kick lumps out of you. It's definitely not in their game plan anymore because they just didn't do it to Saudi Arabia, did they? So it's you know maybe they've lost a bit of that as well. Maybe they've got more players who are playing in Europe now than they've ever had before. I think that's what's happened with Brazil, to be honest. And like I say, I think when Brazil are up against it, I think you probably will see a little bit of play acting. Was it Rivaldo when the ball was kicked at him and it, it hit his knee and he went down yeah. all his <laughs> Which, you know, it was, I thought it was a little bit of a peevish gesture in the first place to kick the ball at him. So I thought, you know what, mate, you deserved that, you did. I've got no sympathy for you. It, it's, it's not right what he's done, but you shouldn't be kicking the ball at him. Serves you right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you generous man, like you generous man. <laughs> um, shall we get into the knockout stages now and put some predictions down? And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So, into the knockouts we are. And the first game we're going to preview is Netherlands versus USA. So, I'm going to keep it brief with all these. We've got, well, we'll have like 15, 16 of these knockouts to get through. Netherlands the USA, who's going to win and why? I think it's going to be tricky for the uh, for the Netherlands here. Uh, they've got the better players on paper. I just think that the USA are very well drilled, as they saw against us. They can stick to a plan. Um, and, yeah, I think... I think Holland will go through, but it won't be easy. No, I'm going to say Holland as well. I, I think because Pulisic is, if he is going to be there, he's probably not going to be 100% fit. And that's why I'm going to lean towards Holland personally. Well, I, I'm going to be the odd one out then, because I, I do fancy the USA to do something here. Um, just because they're young and they're energetic, and they'll be buoyed with confidence. They've, they've not conceded a goal for a couple of games either um, Holland are a decent side they've definitely got more pedigree but I've just got a sneaky feeling is the best way I can describe it with the USA I, I think they were really well prepared against us and if they do go through against the Netherlands we can perhaps think to ourselves a 0-0 draw wasn't too bad against them I think if Holland do go through it'll be a case of the USA were quite unlucky or they were just outfoxed you know, by the odd goal or something like that but I'm going to stand out and say USA Argentina versus Australia. Yeah, I think Argentina have got enough about them to see off Australia. Like we said, Australia were quite impressive. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if they nick a goal because Argentina are quite susceptible to, to conceding. And if Australia play on the counter, then they could well catch them. Uh, I think the key for Argentina is scoring a goal early. And if they score the early goal, they'll, they'll probably blow them away. Because um, Argentina have got that in them if they want to do it. I'm uh, sort of asking myself, did, did, didn't I learn anything from Argentina's first game against Saudi Arabia? Um, where it seemed the most certain thing in the world. But I, I'm, I'm going to agree and I think they should really now be on it this time and they should have enough to, to blow Australia away. What I will say is Australia probably will get in their face a little bit and we'll see if they like it. Yeah, I think of all the last 16 ties, this one appears to be the most clear-cut, doesn't it, if who wins? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think we're all putting Argentina through. Uh, Japan and Croatia. Tricky one. Um, like I said, we, we talked up Japan were just great, um, but Croatia are, are very gnarly, aren't they? They know how to win a game. Um, and I think that just gives them the edge. You've got this experience in tournament football. I think that my thoughts on this one are, before the tournament, I wouldn't have expected Japan to get anything out of the Germany or the Spain matches, you know, for the reasons that these two teams, they've got good history in these competitions, they keep the ball well, they seem to know what to do. And for the same reasons, I'd probably say Croatia would, would put them out as well. So I'm going to go against that and say, no, I, th I think Japan... They've shown that they've got quite a bit of character and, and they can sort of take it to anybody. So I, I'm going to edge towards uh, Japan sneaking it. 
Yeah, I think that both sides will have had quite a bit taken out of them to get to this stage. They've had to battle, haven't they, to get through, both teams have. And I think Croatia's main players, the big players, are all getting on a bit now, all a bit older. And you just wonder whether with Japan's energy and everything, that I think they've got one more big performance left in the legs. Um, so, yeah, for me, Japan, I'm going to put Japan through as well. It'll be a very entertaining match, that one, I think. Yeah. That's one of the, the ones that will be, be really good to watch, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I agree there. I think it'll be, like I say, one of them that's uh, not to miss. Uh, South Korea, Brazil. Could South Korea set up a uh, an all Asian quarter final? To quote Kevin Keegan, <laughs> I, I would love it. I, I would absolutely love it if they could put Brazil out. That'd be very, very nice. I, I don't fancy it though. I really don't fancy it. No, unfortunately, I agree with Lee. I I just can't see a world where South Korea beat a first. 11 Brazil. No, nothing to learn from the um, the Cameroon blueprints. I suppose it was against the reserve side, basically, wasn't it? So. I was going to say, you changed all 11 players, didn't they? Um, so, no, I don't think you can learn anything from that. Um, no. No, not for me. It's, it's Brazil but all the way. Into the bottom half of the draw now, England v Senegal. Yeah, I think we know which way we're going to predict this up, don't we? But um, yeah, I think England go through. It won't be easy. Absolutely will not be easy because they're a hard-working bunch of the Senegalese. But um, I just think England will just have too much quality. I hope we can break the spirit early. That'd be the best thing for us if we could get get ourselves two goals up within, say, 15, 20 minutes. And that that might knock the stuffing out of them. If you would like a more in-depth analysis of this match, please refer to the podcast that was released yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, France or Poland? Yeah, I think this is... Uh, Poland have not looked good. They, they've not looked good in every game. They're very lucky to be where they are. And I think France will, uh, will seal the deal and probably not... Three or four they should be embarrassed to be there after all they played the other night. <laughs> yeah. They, there was no attacking intent at all. It didn't look like a team that were ever going to go through. I don't care how they do it, but I'd love them to get past France. I, I would absolutely, again, I'm being totally selfish from an England point of view. Um, but more big boys out, the better. But I can't see it happening. France have got too much experience and pedigree and, and quality. And you just can't see how anything but France victory happens, to be honest. France managed to rest players yeah. as well. I mean, all the big hitters here, are, are they all... Can you not see any of them losing? I mean, could it be this one? Morocco v Spain. Could Spain be the, the, the big shock exit in the last 16? Yes. That that could be the shock if, if you're going to try and identify one. If there has to be one, then that could well be the one uh, out of the matches so far. I think as we've got the big guns going through, but I, I think it's because they're playing against teams that they do seem to be significantly sort of lower down in the rankings. And um, I, I just think the Spain and Morocco are geographically close, as we've discussed. But I, I don't think um, from Morocco's performances, you can write them off, can you? They, they've obviously got a bit about them. 
So are you are you putting Morocco I'm not, I'm not through? Putting Morocco through. I'm just making a bit of a case for them that I don't think Spain will cruise past them. But no, I'll tell you what. Yes, I am. Yes, I am putting Morocco through. This is where this is where the upset's going to be. Let's have one, and this is where it's going to be. That's for me. Yeah. Can Can you pass the uh, microphone back to Lee now? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I do agree it won't be easy for Spain this game. Uh, I just think Spain have probably got too much. Um, I I sort of wrote Spain off a little bit going into the tournament because I thought maybe with Gavi and Pedri in midfield, it may be not enough experience in your central midfield. Uh, but they've proved me wrong. I mean, they didn't get a load of points in the group, but they didn't play badly neither. So I just think they'll, they'll have... I'll have too much. Are you, are you trying to say that Lee's been on the Samueto special brew? <laughs> <laughs> he's been eating them Samueto kebabs yeah. as well. That's what he's been having. Uh, and the final last 16 tie is Switzerland versus. I can't remember. Who are they playing? Portugal. Switzerland versus Portugal. I think this will be the most boring game of all of them. Um, purely based off how they both played in the group. <laughs> I'm just going to say Switzerland because I, I do actually think it's a tough game to call and I would prefer Switzerland yeah. to go through. So that's what I'm going to say, Switzerland. I'm, I'm going to go Portugal. Uh, I think that's... Ronaldo, Fernandez, João Felix will probably just about scrape them past Switzerland. He should do, shouldn't yeah. On paper, they certainly should. Yeah, they, I think it's a fair enough thing to say. Yeah. They, they've got more match winners. Yeah. Like, and it, what bothers me most about Portugal is the way they play for them players. They've got Ronaldo, Fernandez, João Felix, Bernardo Silva. Um, and it's just like they play such boring football. So, is anybody else calling out any upsets then here? I, I'm actually with you. I'm going to say Morocco will beat Spain. Okay. Uh, I think. I'm, I think I'm not. The, I think I think Spain and Portugal both. I think they had the tippy the tippy tappy stuff, and Costa Rica stood in awe, as we said earlier on, and let them play around them, and they beat them seven 0 and everyone went, "Oh, I'm gone. Spain are here to you know and." Then they couldn't beat a poor Germany side, and you know they made hard work. No qualifying. They made hard work yeah. of qualifying. Full stop. In the end. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I. I mean, I remember you know. Sorry, no, they, they didn't make Costa Rica. So they beat seven 0 didn't they? Sorry. Yeah. Um, when the obviously after that game, I, I remember saying to someone that for me, a, a good side wouldn't let them do that. It's all right them doing it against a side that's letting them play, but if they were playing against England, for example, there's no way Albert Field would stand by and let them pass it around like they did, or with no game plan. They know there's nothing from the opposition that stopped them playing. And I think, I think the problem for me with the shocks is, I think we've had them all. You only get so many shocks in a World Cup, and I think they've all gone in the group stage. Well, be worse. Big not in our group. We've got Mor- <laughs> our knockouts. We've got Morocco going through. I know. Yeah, personally, can't see it. But yeah, uh, 
I, I understand I've been outvoted there, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just letting you know all the shots happen in the group. <laughs> um, quarterfinal then, number one, Netherlands versus Argentina. Where's Dennis Bergkamp when you need him? Still scared of flying, just still in Holland. I can't put USA through the, yeah. the Holland and then think that Holland are going to beat Argentina, so... I'm, I'm, my my yeah. shirt's Argentina. I, I think Argentina. Yeah, Messi's yeah. getting into full flow at this stage, and he's, he's sniffing this World Cup. He's not going to He's not going to you know yeah. fall against Holland. No offense to them. No. Um, so Japan yeah. versus Brazil. Yeah, I don't feel like there's much discussion needed here. I think Brazil have just. You, got you'd have to, if Brazil have got that far, you're going to fancy him to put Japan out, aren't you? Yeah. And I, what a run they'll have. I th- yeah, I think with Japan as well, like, they came from behind to beat Germany, came from behind to beat Spain. They've just battled past Croatia, probably an extra time, I reckon, even penalties. By the time they get to Brazil, I think they'll be, you know, they'll be spent. They'll have had their, sort of had the fun, proven a point, time to go home. If they want to play an open attacking game, it's probably the worst team they could do it against. Mm. What you've got to be open for from if you're playing Brazil is that they're looking at this draw and they're salivating, thinking we ain't got to play anyone until Argentina potentially in the semi. They they've got a pretty easy ride if you look at it. Yeah. Now now Spain have uh, dropped into the bottom half. Yeah. Uh, and talking the bottom half, England versus France. <laughs> I'm not scared of France. Um, and because I genuinely think that we can get in the faces um, and cause them a bit of strife, and some of the attacking football we played as well, I don't think France are great defensively, um, and they will give up chances, uh, but so will we. I just think it'll be a very open game of football, um, and I'd want England to go through, uh, and I think we we could do it. So I'm going to put England through. I've got a funny feeling. I know where this podcast is heading now, because uh, I also think England are going to get through as well. Um, I, I do fancy them in the same way Jamie says. I, I don't think they're scary, France. I think they've got some very, very good technical footballers, um, but I don't think they've got anything that that we haven't got, uh, barring Mbappe, who is a, a special, unique talent. But I think it's like I said uh, in the other podcast. I, I, I'd like to see him just get kicked out of the game. I don't, I don't mind saying that. It's, it's, it's not a nice thing to say, but I want us to win the World Cup and we might just have to do that. Yeah, no no Benzema, no Pogba, no Kante. It's probably, you know, different proposition with those three players, but without them, I don't think, like I say, nothing to fear for England. Uh, I actually feel that England could probably dominate the midfield against them without Kante and Pogba in there and that'll probably help them to victory. Yeah, so we're all getting one for Morocco versus Switzerland. Wow. This is where Samuel Eto starts to collect, I think, because Morocco, <laughs> Morocco are going through. I actually think Morocco would beat Switzerland if that's that's what we've come to. They've just put Spain out on Switzerland. Yeah. And into the semi finals then. So, Argentina versus Brazil. 
Um, I think this is where the messy journey ends, and it's unfortunate for him. Um, I, I actually think Brazil would beat them, and but I'd love Messi to get to the final. It's Argentina for me. It, it's it's all about Messi this day. Is it's a special day against the old rivals in his final World Cup, and he can't not show up. So I, for that reason, I'm going to say Argentina. Oh, what a predicament to put me in. Um, <laughs> oh, it could go either way, couldn't it? Like, so you've got the Messi factor. Uh, he knows Ronaldo's out as well. So he knows that he can literally, you know, he, he's, he's just got to win these two games and there's, Ronaldo's already out of the competition. Humbled by Switzerland. <laughs> Um, Brazil, Argentina. Yeah, I think it'll be a battle. There'll be injuries. There'll be cards. There'll be twenty-five minutes of of added time. <laughs> but the, but Argentina, yes, will will be getting through just about to the final. Okay. Unless it goes to penalties, because then Messi will miss one just to yeah, can't take yeah. them, can he? That's true, that is. They're already one down there, aren't they? Mm. Uh, the other semi-final, I think we'll take this round now, is it England versus Morocco? <laughs> <laughs> how how have we got here? Someone just... just... We've gone from forgetting they like... even exist to... How? How has this happened? Right. England have to go through. If this is the game, there's no way we can lose. We can't. Like, we've taken out France. <laughs> we've taken out Senegal, and now we're faced with Morocco for a World Cup. If Morocco final. put us out, we cannot continue doing this podcast after what we spe- we said about them earlier on. And then we just, like I say, we acted like they weren't even in the competition. So if this does come to fruition and they somehow put us out as well, it's all over. I hope you realise this, guys. If, if we beat them in the semi-finals, <laughs> I may have to retract my statement. It may not, may no longer be a nice place to go on holiday for English people. But we'll be back. We'll be back next time, but it'll be called the Samuel Eto podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, I mean, if that's the game, England, England get the ring, definitely. Yep, and. Does that have any bearing on the final? That England have had a nice game against Morocco a few days earlier, whilst Argentina have probably been in an absolute scrap with Brazil. It's probably gone to extra time and penalties as well. absolutely no difference because it's coming home. So we are going to break Messi's heart in the final. Yes. No. No. No, I think I think we make the final, and if it's Argentina, I think. Well, lose. I thought this might happen, and I thought the casting vote might come down to Dan, and I've got a funny feeling that Dan is going to go with England here. He can't go; he just can't bring himself to go against England in the final. I'm quite sure of it. Dan thinks it's coming home. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm just trying to like I want it to come home, but I just think if it's us and Argentina. They're beating us. I just, I just think that we know they had the experience in the Euros. They got to the semi-finals last World Cup. This group is 
battle hardened in the later stages of the tournament. It's got experience in the later stages. It's got it's got wrongs that it needs to right. And I think they will. I just think against I just think it's written for Messi to win it. If we get to if it's us and them in the final, I think it will feel that way. I have to admit, it will feel that way. And I'm a big Messi fan. If if they can, if they knock out Brazil in the semi, they're winning it. Unless Messi gets injured in the semi. See, I think if England get past France in the quarters, I can't see England not winning it. Well, they're they're going to fancy whoever they've got next, aren't they? If they can beat France, you'd have thought. Yeah, and. I think if they do beat France, all of a sudden the rest of the teams in the tournament will start thinking, oh, England are here to, they're serious again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, are we going to predict third and fourth? Um, does anyone care? Purely because Morocco are in there. <laughs> yeah, Morocco third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Morocco oh, beat do... Brazil. They can't <laughs> beat England. Yeah, we trounced them, but they can't be. But they'll beat Brazil. Morocco may put out their first team in that game, whereas Brazil will stick out the reserves that lost to Cameroon tonight. So yes, Morocco will win that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, last I, I couple of things, very quickly. Morocco Golden Boot winner. If we get into the final, probably Marcus Rashford. Yes. I'm going to say I'm going to say Kane based on the fact that I think he hits a hat trick against uh, Senegal for the weekend and then that, that gets him right in contention. I swear you told me 24 hours ago he wasn't yeah. scoring. <laughs> no, yeah. Out and out goal scorer, Harry Kane. Yes. You know who that's directed to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you listen to this podcast, we know you listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think... Golden boot winner could be a toss-up between a Rashford and Messi. That might be an added, um, an added thing in the final as well. Just, yeah, you know, is Messi going to get his golden boot at the World if, Cup, or is Marcus Rashford going to, you know, snatch it away from him? If they're if they're up there competing for it as well, it could well come down to the winner gets the golden shoe as well mm. in it. The best player. Yes, so that was my next one. Golden shoe. Who's, who's your golden yeah. shoe? Possibly. I mean, if he wins the golden boot, it's got to be Rashford, hasn't it? Surely. Mm. I think <laughs> the thing with FIFA is they love to give like Messi as sort of Messi and Ronaldo are the ones, aren't they, that the, especially Lionel. Um, they will try their Best to sort of take it that way, I think. And if he's guided, if, if he loses in the final, this is his last World Cup, his last opportunity to win it. If he gets them to the final, because these things are usually announced before the finals played, aren't they? Then things like that. Am I right in that? Uh, or it's I, I sort of pre, you know, it's, it's like literally yeah. as the finals finish, they award it. So yeah. if it's done by some sort of committee or something, you would imagine. It's pretty much done. Maybe there's a caveat if this team win, give it to them. If if he does this in the final, give it to him. Yeah. But yeah, I think mm. if Messi's got him to the final, it'll be him. Because 
England are more of a team, whereas odd so far up to me, Argentina are all it's Messi and ten others at the Messi. minute. Yeah, fair comment. So yeah, that rounds it up. I mean, something to look forward to, lads. It's coming home and all that. Two one in the final. After beating Morocco yeah. in the semi, who did this? Who did a grand job taking Spain out for us in the last sixteen? <laughs> <laughs> what legends they are! Yeah. Sacrifice themselves to us in the semis. Yeah, wild. They'd, they'd be happy to make a semi, they would. They would. And then, and then finish third, beating Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Brazil never lost to an African nation before, lose to two in the same World Cup. Oh. Um, I mean, one Unreal. question was posed in our face. Just to, I mean, one last thing, and then we are going to you know, go. Um, I said to you, is African football falling behind, Inter? Because we only had Morocco yeah. getting through. I mean, Senegal have joined them. Is it a fair and accurate statement to say African football's falling further away? Or have they overachieved compared to what we've thought? Well, if you go off what we we predicted, then yes, they've overachieved. But um, I still don't think it's the, the close. I think what they've come up against is teams that are maybe on a downward curve and we didn't realise it going in um, and that's probably where they've benefited but yeah um, fair play to them, they've, they've got through, proved us wrong So and we've got going to a semi so. I think it's fair to say that none of them have really disappointed or, or let you down on what you might have expected from them, Senegal did enough to get through Morocco you know after the bit of homework we did in that two minutes on that podcast we realised that they weren't a bad side either and we have them going through. I, I Tunisia, thought, Ghana, yeah. Cameroon. Tunisia got themselves a result, as did Cameroon. Something to take home with them, if nothing else. But they are legit, legit results. So, yeah, I, I do think the African teams haven't really been that poorly represented, to be honest. And who knows where they can... I mean, well, we know where Senegal are going. They're going home on Sunday. But Morocco, that they could make it all the way to the semis and, and no further. Um, I just I just think when you look at the the African teams in terms of the games that they've won so look at the teams that have gone out that have won a game so Cameroon beat a second string Brazil tonight Tunisia beat a second string France they're not beating the first teams or anything like that so yeah no I think they've got a way to go yet but they're going in the right direction at least they're putting up a fight yeah I mean I suppose one thing to say actually is there's two African sides there. There's eight European sides in the last 16. There's two Asian sides. There's obviously um, the USA, so it's like a North American side. And there's yeah. um, Austra- obviously Australia. South America. So, yeah, they've got as many as South America have got. Yeah. Yeah, but that's because everyone knows there's only two teams in South America. The rest are just there to make up the numbers. Well... I'll let you tell Luis Suarez. <laughs> oh, and they are, but Uruguay are poor. Well, that's been proven. <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, they were all crying on the bench, and it's like, 
He scored two in 32 minutes, and then you only needed another goal to go through. Don't go blaming anyone else but yourself. You had an hour. Really should have done better in that game, shouldn't they? They had plenty of time. Yeah, they know they should have done. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, they're just, the poor, they're aging. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that sort of rounds this up, I think. I've, uh, rounds it off, shall I say. Uh, yes, we will be back post-Senegal game, hopefully reviewing a quarter, uh, previewing a quarter-final. Do you reckon we will be? I can't see any... I can't see... We're not going to lose to Senegal, are we? I don't want to even entertain the idea. No, I don't want to entertain it, because if I entertain it, I'll start making a case for Senegal being us uh, never, yeah, we've yeah. never lost to an African side at the World Cup, and we aren't Brazil. Oh, neither Brazil. So, <laughs> right. See you all soon, folks. See ya. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.